Hi, my name is Michelle Fischler, certified sex therapist and the host of the Get Some podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about sensate-focused therapy, one of the most widely used techniques amongst sex therapists. Sensate therapy helps support clients in getting out of their head and into their bodies when giving or receiving touch. This can be a useful treatment option for relationships where, for example, there's been a history of pelvic pain or for people with penises experiencing anxiety around getting an erection or maybe relationships where there's been a desire discrepancy. There is no one better to have a conversation about sensate-focused therapy with other than my guest today, Linda Weiner. Hi there. Linda has quite the resume. She's a licensed clinical social worker, owner of Sex Therapist St. Louis, and a certified diplomat in sex therapy and sexuality counseling through ASECT, which is the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. Linda was trained at the Masters and Johnson Institute and worked there for five years as the director of training and workshops and as a research and clinical associate and has gone on to publish numerous articles on sensate focused therapy and also co-authored a book in 2017 with Constance Avery Clark called Sensate Focus in Sex Therapy the illustrated manual, which by the way, is like a Bible in my practice. Linda's current interest is in transmitting information about the use of sensate focused techniques to physicians and allied health professionals, given that they often are the first contact for people struggling with sexual concerns. Welcome, Linda. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here. Yay. So excited to have you on the Get Some podcast. Thank you. I wanted to first chat a bit about what Sensate Therapy is and how you might explain this to first-time people that really know nothing about it. Okay, gotcha. Well, uh, in the late 50s, early 60s, Masters and Johnson, which are, uh, he was a gynecologist, she was a singer and a lab assistant. And he was at Washington University in St. Louis, and he wanted to study what goes on in the human body during sexual arousal, because no one had done that before. So he did some outrageous things in the laboratory, had people get uh, aroused, have orgasms, have sex with themselves, have sex with uh, partners they knew, partners they didn't know, to, to figure out, okay, what goes on in the body and the mind of sexually functional people and so they're so just have, they're just sitting there with like pens and papers yes that, notes and then all of the graph charts what is the uh, uh uh their pulse now is their heart rate going up are they transitioning to the next phase of arousal i mean it was this what goes on in the body and then they interviewed him what goes on in the mind and on the basis of what they learned in the lab with sexually functional people that they applied to people who were having sexual difficulties. So out of this sex therapy, modern sex therapy uh, was born, Mm -hmm. which modern sex therapy is a rather uh, short-term therapy where people with sexual problems get them addressed. uh, And the centerpiece of it is sensate focus, sensate focus. And so what was it about what they learned 
while they were watching people have sex that then put it in their minds to think about developing something like a sensate focused therapy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, they uh, interviewed uh, sexually functional people mm-hmm. and what they found was sort of a magic formula. They weren't touching to turn their partner on. They were touching for their own internal experience. They were getting out of their this part of the thinking brain mm-hmm. and they were uh, in the part of the brain uh, that controls automatic functioning, which is where sex happens. So if you're thinking you're interfering with the experiential part and so touching for yourself, uh, which many people think of as selfish is really self-centered and yes, but is self-centered being wrong because when I'm self-centered and I turn on and then we're together and my turn on becomes your turn on. And that's more how sex works. So that was one of the first thing is you touch for yourself, yeah. not to do anything to or for your partner uh, or necessarily for yourself, more with an attitude of, uh, you know, when you're in the shower and you turn on the water and it's just the right temperature and you put your head back and are you thinking? No, you might even vocalize like, ah, (laughs) you are in pure experience. And that's the goal of Sensate Focus to get you. And you put this beautifully out of your thinking mind and into your bodily experience. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if I read this somewhere, but it really made sense to me in that in order for yourself to start building arousal, let's say that arousal leads to an orgasm in order to experience that sensation, Mm -hmm. you, you have to be in your body. Like if you're Mm -hmm. thinking about it, Right. And so it's almost mm-hmm. like a, a a moment in time where you have an orgasm and you're just your body takes over. Exactly. You have suspended your mind yeah. and you are in pure experiential in the moment, mindful meditation on sensations with no thought. Yeah. And it's one of the few times uh, because our culture is all about this. This is how we get everywhere. We get everything done. We balance the checkbook. This, yeah, this uh, is not well emphasized. And so, you know, you had asked about what did they discover? So mm-hmm. here's the uh, the other two of the trilogy of important learnings about how good sex happens. So first is you're touching for yourself and the concept that, you know, that's not selfish. The second is you're focusing on sensations. Mm-hmm. So while you're focusing on the sensations, and we ask people to focus on temperature, where on your partner's body is he or she or they warmer or cooler? And what is your sensation of warmth as you touch your partner? Mm-hmm. Uh, so temperature, uh, pressure, when I put a firmer pressure on, does it feel different to me? Mm-hmm. And how does it feel to you, partner? when that occurs. So it's a very active, it's not a giving, receiving, it's a being in the experience, each in their own, but having an experience. Yeah. Uh, pressure uh, is firmer or lighter. Mm-hmm. And the last uh, dimension we ask about 
is temperature, texture, pressure, texture. So texture, I usually do TTP. Now I'm doing TPT, which so it's so, in the that's, book. that's so funny that you uh, usually uh, do TTP. I usually do TP, TPT. <laughs> so I was like, yep, following. <laughs> It doesn't matter because yeah. here's how it works. When you're focused on temperature and texture of hair and skin, you have an alternative focus to the worrying thought. Am I going to get aroused? Yeah. Am I going to have an orgasm? What will my partner think if I'm not? And these are not sexy thoughts. They don't uh, facilitate your sexual involvement. Uh, yeah. It's like watching yourself from another part uh, of yourself. And when have you ever had a good time at a party when you're asking yourself, am I having a good time at the party? No, it's a distraction. <laughs> you're not in the experience. Okay. <laughs> so the second thing is uh, touching for yourself, dealing with mm -hmm. distractions and distractions are usually anxious thoughts. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so all you do is you, you focus back on temperature, texture, pressure, which is not the most exciting thing in the world, but it's not anxiety provoking. Like, is this going to work yeah. or not? And yeah. so let's think about for a moment before I tell you number three, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a talkative guest, no less. Huh? I love it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, the whole idea uh, of this is that we all, uh, anxiety interferes with every natural function. Sex is a natural function. So if you think about sleep and you're worried about a meeting or your interview on a radio show and whether you're going to know the technology or not, Michelle and I had a little issue <laughs> with me. Okay. Chrome? Chrome wants me to do what? <laughs> anyway, we got through it with, with uh, joyousness. Uh, back to... Uh, Number three, you touch for yourself, you focus on sensations. The reason you're focusing on sensations is because it's an alternative focus than worrying. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not exciting, but it's not causing your cortisol to start rushing. Like when you're trying to fall asleep and think, oh my gosh, I'm not falling asleep. Tomorrow will be a mess. And all you're doing is keeping yourself further and further away from the natural function of falling asleep. Yeah. So when you count sheep, it's an alternative focus that isn't stressing you out and you are able to fall asleep with sensate focus. If you're worried about sex and your performance and your partner and uh, whatever, then that's going to be a stress related body experience where you're, you're not going to be creating the state, which allows the natural function to move through. So when you do temperature, texture, pressure, it's an alternative focus that gives the back of your brain half a chance to ignite. Okay. Yeah. And you're in the experience momentarily or not. I'm not sure how many people have tried meditation, but it's the same thing. Yeah. You it try. has that similar mindfulness type of. Yes. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you may have to bring yourself back from distractions, which is the number three. Foc uh, touch for yourself. Focus on your sensations, whatever they are, without evaluating them as good or bad. Mm -hmm. And when you're distracted, bring yourself back to temperature, texture, pressure. Hopefully that allows relaxation to occur. That allows the uh, feelings to become uh, sensually uh, connected mm -hmm. and 
That's not sexual. That's just of the senses. And it's really a mindfulness practice. So I think I've rambled long enough and I'm going to let you refocus (laughs) at any moment. Well, I think some people wonder, well, why would we need, why do people need sensate-focused therapy? Mm -hmm. And when you talk about getting out of your head and into your body, and I don't know about you, but so many clients come in who are in relationships and there's been so much stress and anxiety around sex because maybe there's pain, maybe there's some trust issues going on. And so mm-hmm. a lot of their sexual encounters prior to coming or prior to discovering sensate focus therapy, they were in their head thinking about is he enjoying himself? Mm-hmm. Am I taking up too much space and time? Right. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start getting into your head, sex just doesn't become this like shared experience, right? Mm-hmm. Both of you are almost like alone with these worries that are going that are going mm-hmm. on. And so mm-hmm. I find that sensei is a way to give people permission mm-hmm. to just stop thinking. Yes. And and like people get really thrown off around mm-hmm. the self-centered versus selfish. Selfish. Mm-hmm. Right? This idea of, well, but, uh, you know, if what if they're getting bored? Well, mm-hmm. that's actually, that's, a really great opportunity to think about, well, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Right. What why would your partner feel bored around trying to touch you? Like, where is this coming from? And so it can like open up the door mm-hmm. to so many different conversations. Yes. My next question for you is. Is it supposed to be sensual, romantic? Um, are you supposed to be relaxed? I think mm-hmm. you know, people that I work with, uh-huh. they, they there's this idea that they're su- you know supposed to feel a certain way, and I just mm-hmm. wanted to. Yeah, really good question. Yeah. So let me say that uh, you know if they're they are in a relationship in which there is some emotional or physical danger, that's not the kind of client that will benefit from this right away. They really have to work on other aspects of the relationship. Mm -hmm. But let's say it's just an everyday, we've been married for 30 years, we've built up a lot of resentments, we've never talked about it. Maybe that's in the way, maybe that needs to be cleared first. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's a pattern of uh, communication between them that's not working. So sex therapy and sensate focus also focus on the outside of the bed, the living room relationship, if you would. So that has to be, doesn't have to be perfect, but both people have to feel like they're kind of on the same team mm-hmm. uh, and that there's a, a, a little bit of safety. And yes, you're absolutely correct. It'll bring up things that need discussion and that's fine. That's part of clearing mm-hmm. the space, you know, yeah. so we may feel fine about one another and start sensate focus and mm-hmm. get into something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the next session, if we, you know, are, are folks that do need therapy or can benefit mm-hmm. from it, uh, we talk about power struggles outside the bedroom and how we've handled those. And do we yeah. want to modify that? 
and maybe the partner who has always felt uh, controlled uh, gets a chance to touch first mm. or touch the partner for a while before they reciprocate. So yeah. you individualize what you do in Sensate Focus yeah. and you access the things that besides, I don't like the way my partner touches me or they mm. don't give me enough uh, uh, kissing time or enough mm. time to warm up, which is one of the main things I hear from uh, female-bodied persons is that yeah. they don't get the 20 minutes they need before male-bodied pe- uh, people are ready to go, you know, yeah. at the drop of a bra, I like to say. Okay. <laughs> well, that's uh-huh. a good one. Uh-huh. So I'm sorry, I've wandered way afield. No, but, this is great. Uh-huh. This is great. Okay, so like, basically, what is, what are the steps? Like, what when somebody is being introduced to sensate focus, Mm -hmm. whether it be from their own learning or in therapy. Step one. Well, good question. Sometimes self-sensate focus, Mm. where you touch yourself all over your body and try to reconnect yourself. And this Mm -hmm. is especially important, I think, for survivors of sexual trauma where it's very important for them to learn to be in their experience and manage what anxiety or what might come up that needs to be processed. So I think that's, uh, let me say that initially. Uh, But the first step in Sensate Focus is generally the couple uh, being nude. They take turns, they flip a coin, who's first? They take turns touching and being touched. Mm -hmm. But the focus being, as I said, on touching for yourself and letting the partner, if you're spending way too much time on their nose because your partner's really interested, yeah, I want you to move their hand and they can always move back. And if you are still feeling like that's overstimulating, yeah. not like I like it, but yeah. I'm psychologically or physically uncomfortable, you have yeah. permission to move their hand anywhere. So. Right. Uh, there's always a bit of communication, just not verbal communication with sensate focus. Okay. So then what about clients who haven't been naked in front of their partner for a really long time? Mm-hmm. What about, yeah. What about them where they, there's that anxiety and maybe they're not ready to mm-hmm. take off all of their clothes. Yes. And people who have had, you know, surgeries on their breasts or genitals, mm. for example, or haven't yet had surgery on those parts mm. uh, and feel uh, disconnected from those parts. So you have to individualize sensate focus. As I said, the usual is uh, nude and uh, some lighting in the room, not interrogation style. <laughs> and you can negotiate for candles only. You can negotiate for, uh, you know, I don't feel comfortable right now starting there. I'd like to just start in boxers and a t-shirt. Yeah. And it's okay. Or I'd like to just start with hand touching and arm touching in the living room, separate from the bedroom entirely. Yeah. It's okay. It's individualized, hopefully according to the needs uh, of that particular person. Yeah. And then if there is anxiety involved going into it, is that okay? Absolutely. You know, anxiety is a natural state of being. It's not about not having anxiety. It's learning how to manage it. So mm-hmm. I talk about managing it at stage one, which is where outside the bedroom, outside the touching opportunity, you say to your partner, 
look, I just really um, uh, uh, don't know if I'm going to be have an erection or not. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not supposed to be important for this exercise that sexual arousal is not predicated on doing this. It's just to learn the magic formula. But I, I still want your reassurance that you'll try not to feel like it's about you. Okay. Uh, and that gives the chance for the anxiety to diminish before where we talk about, I need to know what the expectations are, or maybe, you know, before we touch, uh, together, let's just, can we just lie together for a few minutes yeah. and that, and, and, and maybe even do hand to heart exercises to feel mm-hmm. connected before yeah. we do the exercises. Yeah. Whatever they need, they ask for before the touching yeah. during the touching, uh, whatever they need, they uh, move hands or place hands under or over hands mm-hmm. or remove hands, as we were talking about with too much touching in one mm-hmm. area. And the partner is to take this not as, oh, you're not doing it right. You know, mm-hmm. and the old, I'm supposed to touch you to turn you on. I'm not doing that right. It's yeah. no, I know what I need mm-hmm. and I'm being vulnerable enough to tell you right now that's really not cutting the mustard. Okay. And so non-defensively respond because it's not his thing. She knows what she feels or he knows what he feels or they know what they feel. So uh, there is opportunity. Mm -hmm. And is there an expectation that you should feel relaxed through the entire exercise or start to feel arousal? No. So one of the things about sensei focus is it removes all expectations, Mm. expectations of any particular sexual response and any particular emotion. As I say to my clients, you know, I don't care if you want to do it. I don't care if you like it. I just Mm -hmm. care if you find it psychologically or physically uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if you get aroused. If you get aroused, just notice it as any other feeling. You don't do anything with it until we get to that part in the sensei okay. focus which which, which is, is not which is a hierarchy so it wouldn't be uh-huh. in at that stage so if somebody yes. did start to feel arousal mm-hmm. in say the first stage mm-hmm. what what do you do with that ah good question so it's their arousal right because self responsibility is our trademark mm-hmm. so if they need to they can self stimulate to orgasm before the touching if they think they're mm-hmm. going to be too aroused or initially, I'm talking about initially, later, uh, after the touching, they can self-stimulate. And even later still, mm-hmm. uh, when the sexual dysfunction is all but abated, couples are giving options. So here's option one. You can tell mm-hmm. your partner after a touching opportunity uh, uh, who might want release. You can say, you know what, honey, I would appreciate if you take care of yourself in the other room. Yeah. Or you could say, uh, you know what, I'll uh, lie next to you. I'll play with your hair. I'll play mm-hmm. with your body. Uh, mm-hmm. but you take care of yourself, but I'll eat in a bed or they have options of manually orally, uh, helping their partner achieve orgasm. And even if it's a insertion situation, as long as the person who's experienced the insertion is not feeling controlled, but it's more like, eh, you know, as long as I don't have to be whoop-de-doo, yeah. I'm cool. You know? But that would, that would be after the exercise is complete. So it would be Uh, a a conversation, or I don't know, you you go Almost, you know, when they are at the stage where they're regularly getting aroused and they are regularly uh, 
being orgasmic at other times because they're able to be sexual at other times. This is like a a 10 step program Mm -hmm. from no breasts and genitals to breasts and genitals to mutual touching to other kinds of more erotic. And if the couple practices it and are capable of it, insertion may occur. So it's a step process where anxiety is managed at each stage. And I say, you don't have to like it. And you don't have to do it until there's no anxiety. You do it. There's going to be more anxiety. The second time you do it, there'll be less anxiety. The third time you might like, oh, that's kind of nice. And I feel more connected to my partner. We haven't talked about that, but that's one of the things that happens through touch, the magic Mm -hmm. of touch. Mm -hmm. So hope I've answered your questions. Yeah. And what happens if as a giver, or even as a receiver, you start to feel bored. Okay. So, oh gosh, Michelle, can I take your language back? Because giver receiver implies the other, what we were trained in to give to someone like a massage. A massage is all about giving to them, but this is a total reframe. And I'm glad you had a bit of, you know, uh, kerfluffle, internal kerfluffle yes. about it because it is so antithesis of what we've learned. Yeah. Sex should be romantic. It should be for the other. We should have a giver. Okay. Yeah. It should be reciprocal. Okay. Yeah. So no, uh, please. I'm glad you so illustrated. The, what, what do you call it? Like then how would you. Ex- the toucher yeah. and touchy. Ah, thank you. Uh-huh. Awesome. Okay. So then when the toucher or touchy. Uh-huh starts to feel bored or mm-hmm. it feels more like um mm-hmm. just like some kind of exercise mm-hmm. that doesn't yes. feel sensual at all yes what then what does uh-huh. that what does that mean okay well uh initially both people are going to be like i don't know this sounds like crazy stuff i've touched him or her or them a million times mm-hmm. There's nothing different, but the difference is the focus on temperature, texture, pressure, and learning the structure of bringing yourself back from distractions. So you're in the moment. So the person who's bored, it's really up to them to help themselves with their boredom, right? It's their boredom. There's no boredom juice. Okay. So they have to think something about it. Uh, Like we're not making progress fast enough. This is boring. Okay. Okay. Uh, Which means they're goal-centered, which means they're not in the moment, which means that's the piece, the gem that we need to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what they really mean is I'm not getting turned on yet. And so we have to unpack. Uh Right. Or my partner isn't yet. It's not working fast enough. I'm bored. Okay. Now, as a therapist, you know, there are ways that we can work with people to help them with boredom, like suggest oil or lotion that might change it up a bit Mm -hmm. or give them additional exercise. Mm -hmm. But we really do need to unpack what that I'm bored really means. And it usually means I have high expectations I need to address. Yeah. It's always interesting when working with people where one of them loves the sensate. And Mm -hmm. I would say it's generally the person who maybe is struggling a little bit with low desire mm-hmm. will often say oh i really i really enjoy that i really love mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one of the rules mm-hmm. in the first stage is not to touch genitals or yes. or um any kind of erogenous mm-hmm. zones because yes. it allows them to 
um, relax a little bit more mm -hmm. so that there's not going to be any pressure for things to move mm -hmm. on. So I sometimes the dynamic is one person loves it. Mm -hmm. The other person feels bored, mm -hmm. which can, I guess, in some ways be very helpful mm -hmm. in trying to understand what may have been happening in yeah, their the sex life before. Mm -hmm. Pressure right? to feel otherwise. Yes. Yeah. So then you address that as a therapist. That's great. That's another rock in the road. That's another gem. Yeah. About I a dynamic in their relationship. Sensei focuses mm -hmm. more than just touching and feeling. It brings up stuff. It brings yes. up trauma. It brings up couple issues. It brings up individual uh, guilt and shame to be addressed. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like trust issues mm -hmm. and um, getting more comfortable with mm -hmm. initiation. Yes. Uh, I mean, or being intentional about carving mm -hmm. out time. Oh gosh. For your relationship. Was, yeah. Okay. Can we talk <laughs> about that a bit? Because that, that is, is, that is, I would say mm -hmm. um, a real roadblock for people oh, is yes. finding the time to mm -hmm. do this and also like how often and I also want to speak about how often should mm -hmm. you be doing something like okay this. gotcha uh so uh sometimes is better than none times okay let me just start there <laughs> uh but indeed that is a problem I see particularly with uh couples that have young children and two mm -hmm. jobs you know I mean and they might also be active in their community or their church or whatever. And they don't really, uh, self-care is like a new concept. Okay. So sometimes yeah. we have to start that, uh, that each individual needs the time they, they need for self-care and the feeling that they have a right to it. Okay. Yeah. So that may, that may start the conversation. And then you have to have this individual time. Then you have to have this couple time. That is a time when you might date or have on a Wednesday night, all the computers down, uh, the electronics off. And it doesn't matter whether you put together a puzzle or cook a meal uh, or take a shower. It's just a little couple time. It's a work night yeah. maybe for a lot of people, but a couple hours. You can spare that after if you have children, you've put them to bed, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you could come home lunchtime for a rendezvous. Yeah. So finding the time. And making sure you're not too tired, right? So exactly. That you fall so not at bedtime, and yeah, never yeah. ever eat pasta and lie down to no. watch catch up on your shows before. No, <laughs> okay, <laughs> no. So with these things understood, in the room, the right temperature, some anticipation mm -hmm. uh, uh, of being together, and you know, having new adventures on a Saturday night. Yeah, you know, that's what makes for a good relationship. Is uh, having a new adventure, learning, yeah. orienting together, or taking up canoeing, you know, that is what you did when you dated. Yeah. And what is lost in PTA meetings and, you know, uh, taking care of relatives often, you know, yeah. sandwich generation. So mm -hmm. making time and then twice a week having touching opportunities mm -hmm. where nothing has to happen. It's just being connected because that's the other magic that happens through touch. Mm -hmm. People say, Oh my gosh, including male bodied people are like, okay, can we get to the meat? You know, do I have to do this touching thing? And they're like, Oh my God, I felt so loved and cared about. Yeah. And I realized sometimes what I really needed was touch and not sex. It's really yeah. quite amazing. 
Anyway, yeah. I, I ramble. Coming no, that was good. That that was good. <laughs> like I remember um hearing that ideally mm-hmm. the timing should be 36 to 48 hours. Every 36 mm-hmm. to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. What what why? Okay. What's, what question. is it about that timing? Uh-huh. Well, you know what's interesting is that's about the time it helps the body keep bubbling. Mm-hmm. Because part of sensate focus is even though you don't have to be aroused, you don't have to like it, when you touch the body, it 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 reacts and mm-hmm. it gathers together sexual tension, whether you're aware of it or not. Mm-hmm. So in those hours, in two to three days, every two to three days, then uh, what happens is you keep bubbling so that when you do the next touching, there might be arousal. So almost like, and maybe it was you, because I, I watched you present at a star conference, and I think you may have used the the um, example of like when you eat, what happens in your body unconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. It, and that similarly mm-hmm. with touch, mm-hmm. your body responds. Yes. So we know that uh, uh, touch for infants is critical to their survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids that aren't touched and cooed and rocked and have especially flesh to flesh contact, Mm. uh, become marasmus babies or failure to thrive babies. So we know that the survival of our species species rather depends on touch. The same is true for the elderly who may have lost a partner Mm -hmm. and they go to doctors to be touched. They go to masseuses to be touched. Mm -hmm. They go to hairdressers to be touched. We all need to be touched. They get a pet. Okay. During COVID that's what we did. We got a lot of pets for touch. Touch is essential to our survival. It actually has been shown, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but it fights depression and anxiety because it raises dopamine. Mm -hmm. Uh, It creates uh, oxytocin, which is the bonding chemical Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, is emitted at orgasm, but also directly through touch. Uh, It serves as a, um, uh, it boosts the immune system. Mm-hmm. Touch has been shown to boost the immune system. Uh, it uh, increases our ability to fight off uh, infections and so on. It's it's amazing. It should be the cure-all yeah. for everything. But yeah. uh, we don't advertise that in our culture, unfortunately. Now, I know that and what I love about your the illustration workbook that, that you have is the bodies that you use are, they aren't heteronormative. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that, especially given that a large part of my practice, mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of queer people in my practice. Mm-hmm. And and whereas it's so difficult to find books that aren't heteronormative. So first mm-hmm. of all, I want to say thank you okay, great. for that. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And what if penetration isn't the... Mm-hmm. goal let's yes. say of their mm-hmm. sexual uh-huh. relationship is this still something that that they can use absolutely because it's really up to as i said before each program is individualized for the client yeah. so if that's not a practice that they practice if insertion is you know not something on the menu mm-hmm. either because maybe the person is older and their body doesn't work well maybe they haven't had diabetic uh, uh, illness or some other kind of illness. Yeah. Uh, also, 
you know, lesbian women. So maybe they uh, use a strap on, maybe that's been part of their sexual practice. Maybe they don't. So finding out about that, if there's a trans person, how do they feel about having their genitals touch? Where is it okay to touch and where not? So absolutely individuation for the client and their physical capacity and sexual interests. Yeah. And I guess that's why it's so important even before jumping into something like, like Sensate Focused is having the conversations around mm-hmm. where on your body feels good, like mm-hmm. green, green light, mm-hmm. yellow light where you're, you know, want to be a bit careful and mm-hmm. red light where you just know it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. To have touched there because it, whether yes. it be due to trauma, whether it be mm-hmm. due to um, being extremely ticklish mm-hmm. in some areas, mm-hmm. um, what happens? Like, what are some ways that you can adjust this kind mm-hmm. of technique for people who are very almost adverse? To mm-hmm. touch where they really struggle with the feelings that it brings up for them, with the memories that it brings up for mm-hmm. them, or even brings up parts of their body that they're not, they don't want to accept or th- that they've maybe rejected. Well, how do you work with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, obviously trauma treatment is a big part of what I do. So finding out if I can a bit about that and the person being able to tell me what it is that's been a problematic area of touch. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so working with a technique where the person learns to touch that place while relaxing and envisioning, Mm -hmm. uh, reclaiming that part, that place on their body, and then deciding Mm -hmm. uh, if they would like their partner to touch that place for them to guide the hand there, placing their hand under or over it. So there are a variety of ways that they can be empowered mm-hmm. and learn to reassociate, release the old trauma and reassociate yeah. something new with that part of the body. Yeah, I love just the, the term you used, like reclaiming mm-hmm. that part of your body. And and I and I know also mm-hmm. that there are some people that have no interest in reclaiming exactly that part of their body. And so exactly. would prefer to just have it off mm-hmm. the table and Absolutely. it's a good conversation mm-hmm. and like the right. goal isn't for people to go from feeling a red light to a yellow light to a green light if that's not what mm-hmm. they want but obviously exactly. if they do mm-hmm. then there are techniques exactly. that you can do to help almost like I guess mm-hmm. sort of like an exposure type of, of yes. therapy to a certain extent uh-huh correct It is. So, but you're right. Not everyone wants to take that journey. And then part of the counseling is if one does and one doesn't, how are we going to handle that? So that there is physical intimacy. Uh, Are we going to uh, have massage that way of giving and holding the partner while they self-stimulate? Are we going to have an open relationship? Okay. Which many people are considering now. So how are we going to handle that? Your need and my need. Yeah. I'm not, I'm no longer going to dominate you, but I also need something if the yeah. relationship is going to be viable. And honestly, not every relationship is viable. Okay. That's something we have to accept. Yeah. Some, and sometimes that is information that can be learned even mm-hmm. from introducing sensate, mm-hmm. trying to understand 
what's getting in the way. And also if there's something that you're wanting or needing that feels really important to you that maybe your partner Mm -hmm. um, isn't okay with, is not comfortable Mm -hmm. giving to you, it it allows for those kinds of conversations. And then, yeah, trying to figure out, well, what do we do Mm -hmm. with this? Mm -hmm. Can we still stay together? Can Mm -hmm. we, can we stay together and maybe, yeah, have an open relationship? Find an alternative to totally. what can I do? Exactly. Rather than focusing on what am I not comfortable with? Exactly. Exactly. Now, do you think that people need to go to a sex therapist to do this kind of work? Mm-hmm. And no. Okay. So say, say more about that. Like mm-hmm. where, how would somebody know where to start? Because there's lots mm-hmm. of different things on the web, different exercises on the web mm-hmm. that claim to be like sensate focused, mm-hmm. but actually wouldn't that th- there's some problems with right. it, such as the right. expectation to be relaxed and then to feel arousal. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Yes. The best place I have done a couple of YouTubes. One is called recovering your sex drive with sensate focus. And the other is called something like dealing with couples where there is a different level of sexual need and how you yeah. address that. So yeah. there's also a great one uh, called stop grab assing and get lucky. Okay, <laughs> because I'd had my 100th heterosexual couple that month say to me, uh, the female body uh, person saying, oh, my God, he comes up from behind me. And when I'm it's cooking, always in the kitchen, it's always, always in the, in the, the kitchen. Time she's sedated, washing the dishes and so cooking. So besides uh, in bed. So he, he want, you know, he comes up, he grabs me by the breasts and yeah. Uh, you know, or, or rubs up against my buttocks or grabs my buttocks or something like that. And, oh God, that is such a turnoff yeah. uh, to women and uh, female body people. And uh, men think they are being romantic or playful or mm-hmm. fun or whatever, but uh, female body people generally like to be touched from the uh, hands into the body, from the head and feet into the body, not yeah. on the body. Uh, I asked my gay supervisee, you know, mm-hmm. in gay relationships, do you get that complaint a lot? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I love I grab them. You know? <laughs> that, that's hilarious because mm-hmm. it's so funny. I I have so many um, gay male couples and mm-hmm. even regardless of their sexuality, I see mm-hmm. such similar dynamics that mm-hmm. come up. Mm-hmm. One is wanting more sex. The other one wants mm-hmm. less. One wants it to be more ra- romantic and sensual. The mm-hmm. other one, it doesn't really matter. They just mm-hmm. want to like feel connected mm-hmm. to their partner, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's, yes. So, yes, it's, it's what I've mm-hmm. learned through this work, which is just uh-huh. the, the sensate and understanding sex, mm-hmm. obviously with, with, with some areas that you need to tweak a bit is quite generalizable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because right. people uh, connect with the opposite types of personality. Yeah. And I'll always be in business because they they connected because of their opposite natures and complementing yeah. one another, yin and yang. And then they start saying, why can't you be like more like me? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's what great. Esther it's like what <laughs> Esther Perel says, we marry our unfinished business. Correct. <laughs> the very things that drew us to our partners are the very exactly. things that like drive us uh-huh. bonkers Correct. later in the relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes. funny. 
So um, self-acceptance and acceptance of the other uh, is is one of the critical factors in the counseling that you do. Yeah. If the couples need counseling, that's right. Now, one mm-hmm. last question about Sensate mm-hmm. um, is Sensate, from my understanding, there isn't a lot of communication that happens within, like verbal mm-hmm. communication that happens within the exercise. Mm-hmm. What about that part can be manipulated when let's just say you're working with clients who have a trauma history. And that sent me into thinking about Sensei Focus One, which is about remedying a sexual problem like low mm-hmm. desire or mm-hmm. having different levels of sexual interest or having problems with erection or orgasm or delaying orgasm or mm-hmm. having an orgasm at all. Uh, or sexual pain. So it's about addressing problems by removing Mm -hmm. expectations and anxiety. The second part, Sensate Focus 2, is about communicating what you do like rather than helping your partner avoid something unpleasant that you don't want. So then communication is uh, is something that's, you know, regarded as a positive, particularly outside of the touching opportunity, because again, we're trying to get to the rear brain. Mm -hmm. And when you talk, you're in this part of your brain. Mm -hmm. So uh, you might take a break and talk about something, Mm -hmm. but uh, talking within it, unless it's erotic talk, that's going to facilitate your arousal um, is probably not my favorite. Yeah. Now we're about to wrap up. Mm -hmm. We've been such a fun, informative Mm -hmm. guest Yes. Where can people find you? I know that you have mm-hmm. I, you have some uh, episodes up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. where, where else? Where's a good place to find My you? My website, Sex Therapist St. Louis. That's S-T-L-O-U-I-S. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, crossed fingers, I'll have uh, my new website up, sensatefocustouch.com. How mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been working on it for years. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So um, thank you Absolutely. so much, Linda. For, Absolutely. For it was being... a good energy between us. And that's oh, what my made God. a good interview. Thank you. So good. Mm-hmm. If you have questions, comments, or show ideas, please email me at michelle at getsome and follow me on Instagram at get some underscore podcast. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you so much.